good morning, church. I'm really glad you've joined us for this time of worship, celebrating Jesus and his uh, love for us. And by the way, I want to give a shout out to some of my friends in Kentucky and Florida who are worshiping with us this morning. And, and uh, I'd like for you to, to let me know where you're at. So if you're watching on Facebook, drop over to the comments and let us know, hey, I'm with you and where you're at. Are you in Texas? Are you in Rock Hill? Just let us know you're worshiping with us today. We can connect virtually because, you know, we're all looking forward to the day when we can be physically present with people more than we can now. Today we're doing it virtually, so let us know. But uh, we, we need friends. That's an important part of life. I, a few uh, days ago I, I had a, a lengthy conversation via text message with two women that I graduated high school with, really good friends of mine. One lives in Kentucky. Her husband is battling cancer. The other lives in Florida, and she's battling cancer, and they both are special to me. But spending those moments just communicating back and forth with friends of all these decades, even on, uh, through, through text messaging, was, was, just, was just uplifting and encouraging for me, and we were able to encourage uh, with each other. And you know, this, uh, this past month, as we've had to shelter in place, I don't know about you, but in many ways, I've enjoyed uh, deepening my friendship with, my connection with, with Jesus Christ as I've had more time to, to read the Bible, more time in His Word, more time to pray. And, and yes, Jesus is my Lord, He's my Savior, He's my God, my Redeemer, my Judge, but He's also my friend. In fact, Jesus in the Gospels called His disciples both servants and friends. In John 15, Jesus said, Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. And isn't that exactly what Jesus did for us? Laid down his life on the cross of Calvary for us because he wants a relationship with us. Yes, he wants us to be his servants, but he also wants us to be his friends. In the very next verse in John 15, Jesus said, You are my friends if you do what I command you. And I know there are some people who, who may not understand how Jesus can be our God and, and our Lord and our Master and our Savior, but also our friend and our encourager, but it's both. And once you experience a relationship with Jesus, you understand that the totality of that relationship, it encompasses everything, and it is so meaningful and so beautiful. In fact, some of Jesus' critics attacked him for hanging out with sinners. In Luke's Gospel, chapter 7, Verse 34, Jesus responding to them said, The Son of Man, which is a, a way he often referred to himself. He said, The Son of Man has come eating and drinking, and you say, Look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Jesus wants to be friends with all of us, with me, with you, no matter our background, no matter what we've done. And when I was growing up, I didn't understand that. I was not part of a family that went to church, didn't know much about Jesus. I hadn't read the Bible, had not been taught the Bible. And I didn't know that Jesus loved me and wanted a relationship with me. I didn't understand that he wanted me to be a friend until one of those women that I mentioned a moment ago when I was in high school invited me to church the very first time. And I went and I learned that Jesus loved me and that he wanted a relationship with me and he wanted to be a friend of mine. There was a song that was very popular. It was released just a few years ago by Casting Crowns. It was nominated for a Grammy. It was a big hit. And, and, and it's called Jesus, Friend of Sinners. It's a beautiful song with a beautiful message. And, and even older than that, 150 years ago, there was a song written by a man after his fiancée tragically, accidentally died in a drowning accident. 
and the song the hymn that's been in christian hymnals and song by churches of all denominations for the last 150 years is what a friend we have in jesus and so i want to say to you this morning that jesus christ wants to be your friend he wants a relationship with you and in mark's gospel and and by the way our church family is reading the new testament this year reading five chapters every week we're all on the same reading plan and then writing in our journals and and this past week we've been reading from mark's gospel and i want to share with you two or three stories uh, that take place in the life of jesus that i believe will help you understand how special you are to him and and how much he really does want to be your friend and and the first story is found in the second chapter of mark starting at verse 14 and, and here's the takeaway here's what i want you to understand is that jesus cares about you in mark chapter 2 verse 14 as jesus is walking one day he comes across a man named levi most of us know him better by matthew his other name actually he wrote a gospel in our new testament but at this moment levi or matthew is not a follower of jesus christ they'd had some conversations in the past and and jesus sees him sitting at a table at a tax booth collecting taxes he was a tax collector which meant most of his fellow jewish citizens did not like him they considered him a traitor because he was cooperating with the romans who had conquered their country and and he was getting rich off the backs of his own people so he was not thought very highly of and so jesus sees this levi and he says levi follow me and levi gets up and becomes a follower of jesus christ and then later they're at levi's house and levi throws a, a party if you will a banquet and verse 15 says there's all of these tax collectors and all of these sinners along with jesus and his disciples at that dinner party and some of the very religious people in verse 16 began criticizing jesus because he was hanging out with all these tax collectors with all these unethical you know financial cheaters and so on with all of these sinners and hearing this and and, and knowing that they're criticizing him for this here's here's what i want you to hear jesus in verse 17 said this to his critics he said, it is not those who are healthy who need a physician, but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. And I know sinners is not a word we use today. We, we like to talk about, well, I've made a mistake. He made a mistake. She made a mistake. We like to talk about people making bad decisions. We often say that, you know, people are good and that God loves me and he accepts me just the way I am. And yet Jesus, many times in the Gospels and in, in his speaking to people, used the word sin and sinners. And, and, and Jesus, in replying to his critics here, said, it's not, listen, it's not those who are healthy that need the physician, it's the sick. He said, I did not come to call the righteous into a relationship with himself. I came to call sinners. And so these are words that, that jesus uses and i i want you to understand that that part of of, of friendship that foundational to having a, a found a, a friendship relationship is honesty being honest about myself and honest about the person with whom i'm friends and honesty requires me to look at myself and realize you know i've done more than make a mistake in my life i've done wrong in my life and when jesus says i'm a sinner he says that because it's the truth in fact the new testament tells us in the book of romans that all have sinned and come short of the glory of god the truth is each and every one of us are sinners 
whether we view ourselves that way or not we are but jesus is saying i came for you to call you into relationship with me i care about you and i want you to be my friend i want to know you and i want you to know me the second story is found in chapter two also and it's earlier in the chapter and it's and and the point that i want you to get from this second story in jesus life is that not only does jesus want to be your friend jesus wants to forgive you and and and, and bring you to a place where where you are free from guilt free from the consequence of your sin free from the burden of your sin he wants to to know you and he wants to forgive you it, the story is found in the first part of chapter two there's this man who is paralyzed and so four of his friends are carrying him on a stretcher if you will on a, on a cot to jesus jesus is in a house teaching and there are so many people there they can't make their way into the room where he is in fact you can't even get through the front door place is slammed it's just packed and so they become very creative they climb on top of the house and they tear a hole in the roof and they lower their friend on this stretcher down into the very room where jesus is teaching and he's there on the floor immediately in front of jesus christ and the bible says that jesus seeing their faith the faith of his four friends the faith of the paralytic because he agreed to come jesus seeing their faith said your sins are forgiven and some people criticized him in the crowd for doing that because they said well only god can forgive sins that's true but the reason jesus could could, could forgive this man's sin is because he is deity he is the son of god he is god and so jesus said to this young man he said to this paralyzed man your sins are forgiven and then he went on to heal him and the man got up and he walked out of that house on his own feet under his own strength healed and it's a beautiful picture that when jesus forgives there is so much healing that comes to us some of you are walking around with burdens from the past some of you feel guilty because of things you've done decisions you made years ago and 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 it just it just hangs on it just hangs on and you have a hard time letting go of that and some of you find yourself repeating the same mistake over and over and over because you've become hopeless that you could ever be different and the beautiful truth is that when jesus forgives he frees you not only are you forgiven but you're free to become someone new in fact scripture tells us that if we are in christ we have a relationship with him we are friends with him and we've been forgiven by him we become a new person a new creation in christ jesus it's a beautiful beautiful thing and jesus christ wants to forgive you for all sin in your life if you'll simply believe in him and commit your life to him and then there's one last point i want to make that's also from a story in chapter three of mark and here's the takeaway i want you to get is that jesus listen he wants to be your friend he wants to forgive you and jesus christ has room in his family for you in mark chapter 3 at verse 21 we learn that jesus family were not really convinced yet of who he was they had doubts in fact some of his family members thought maybe he was a little bit loony maybe he was a little bit crazy and so one day according to mark chapter 3 they traveled to the city where jesus is teaching now he's in a house and there's a crowd and he's teaching that was a common practice for jesus and so they send word into the room where jesus is gathered where he's teaching that they're outside and they'd like to see him and it's interesting how jesus responded in mark chapter 3 starting at verse 31 listen listen to what the what the gospels tell us about jesus it says in verse 31 then his mother and his brothers arrived 
and standing outside they sent word to him and called him a crowd listen to this a crowd was sitting around him sitting around jesus and they said to him behold your mother and your brothers are outside looking for you and answering them jesus said who are my mother and my brothers and then looking about at those who were sitting around him it's as if jesus just became silent for a moment and he, he looked all around the room making eye contact with those looking at him and then he said behold behold my mother my brothers for whoever does the will of god he is my brother he is my sister she is my sister my mother jesus was saying anyone who does the will of the father is his family jesus is saying that being part of his family is not something you inherit because you were born into a christian family you were born into a family that went to church it's not something you inherit through flesh and blood that each person who does the will of god is part of jesus family now what is the will of god well jesus makes it really clear it is to believe he says that time and time again in the gospels that those who believe do the will of god those who believe in him who trust in him here's the, here's the reality i have brothers and sisters who don't look like me don't talk like me whose lives are very different than mine i have brothers and sisters that i've enjoyed deep fellowship with sitting under an acacia tree in kenya sitting in the shade of a mud hut in zambia walking with on high street in birmingham england eating lunch with at a small diner in rochester new york walking in the, a cornfield in the mountains of kentucky on and on i could go because people from all over this world from different cultures and different walks of life who don't look like me and sound like me they are my brothers and my sisters because we have faith in jesus christ and when i am born into the family of god and when you are born into the family of god through your relationship with jesus when you understand that he cares about you and that he wants to forgive you and he has room in his family for you and you commit your life to jesus and you become part of his family then we are brothers and sisters and there is a, a unity there there is a, a bond there there is a togetherness there and it's so very very real and god wants that for you as i mentioned i didn't grow up going to church um as as a kid i had an interesting god but i didn't know much about god there was one bible in our house a small black bible old king james translation and every now and then i would take it to my bedroom and try to read it but wouldn't get very far because i didn't understand anything i was reading there was nobody really to teach me and over the years occasionally somebody would say something to me about jesus and it's interesting i remember many of those conversations and then when i was a sophomore in high school that woman i mentioned to you that i i went to high school with that that lives in florida now she invited me to come to church and i went i was a sophomore first time i'd ever gone to church in my life and my life changed i remember standing in our bathroom at home looking at the window thinking about all the things i'd been hearing and standing there by myself praying and committing my life to jesus asking him to be my friend and to accept me into his family and that day and that moment my life forever changed and what i didn't realize then 
was that suddenly I had millions upon millions upon millions of brothers and sisters, some of whom I am just now meeting and getting to know because we together through our shared faith in Jesus are part of his family. Today could be a day when you write a new chapter in your life. Today can be the day when your story changes if you will commit your life to Jesus. I want to encourage you there in your house, in your car, on your deck, wherever you're watching this service, right now to bow your head and close your eyes and humble your heart and ask Jesus to become your friend. Ask Jesus to forgive you for your sin. Right now, right now, go ahead and do it in your own heart and your own spirit. There's nothing magical about any certain words. It's the attitude of your heart. Express to Jesus your desire to know him and to be in a relationship with him and that you want to follow him for the rest of your life and that you want to grow in your love for him and in your love for God's people. And then I want you to text me. Let, let us know that you've made a decision to become a follower of Jesus. Text the word Jesus to the number on your screen, 803-310-4455. And one of our pastors will be in touch with you to encourage you in your walk with Jesus and to answer any questions you may have. Now, before you leave this broadcast, I want you to hear a special word about a special event that's happening tonight from our executive pastor, Steve Polk, and then we're going to wrap this worship service up with some special music. God bless you. Thank you for being with us today.